Hark the bardic paladin Who sings and plays again He tells the tales of glory And weaves a magic story He'll join you at your table And ask you to share a fable Heroes of humble origin Villains who must be fought again No matter their skill or prowess The people in life are countless so we pray you heed our request. Enjoy this tale of sidekicks and sidequests. Episode 33 Seraphine Luna, the Half Elf Assassin. Welcome to Sidekicks and Sidequests, the Dungeons and Dragons podcast that helps to put humans back into humanity and breathe life into your campaign NPCs with backstory and bravado. That's right, we're building a world, one character at a time. I am your host, Kurt Krenwelge, the Bardic Paladin, and I'll be joining Jessica Duval's table in the Levitating Platter. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Sidekicks and SideQuest. I'm once again joined by another cast member of the Chad Fallout 76 podcast. So why don't I turn the mic over to my guest and ask who is it that you are and what is it that you do? My name is Jessica Duval, and I'm an indie voice actor and I have a reoccurring role on the Chad Fallout 76 podcast. I play Susie and Ella. Nice. Yeah. Very, very creepy how yes. how Ella <laughs> and Susie's relationship is and never really knowing like is the doll alive or is it all just a figment of our <laughs> imaginations she is a possessed doll so she is real in a sense <laughs> right well yeah if we have interlopers and uh <laughs> lovecraftian sorts of monsters in the fallout universe then why can't there be possessed i dolls? know right i mean just brings it all together <laughs> I definitely enjoy listening to y'all's podcast, and it's been nice to slowly accumulate the cast as guest interviewees on my show as we keep things rolling along. Do you currently or have you ever played Dungeons & Dragons? I've never played Dungeons & Dragons, but I have played an MMO on PC called Neverwinter, which is based on Dungeons & Dragons, the Forgotten right. Realms. I mean, I've always been interested in d and I've just never had the opportunity to actually get together with people and play it. I have more virtual friends than I have real life friends. That's so sad. But it's... <laughs> Well, you can combine the two because you no, can play D&D &D virtually. And I yes. believe Joseph and Kevin were two of my other guests that I interviewed. They are both D&D &D players as well. So perhaps maybe three of y'all need to maybe set up an online game and then y'all could play together. I know. I would love to learn the ins and outs of it because, I mean, I've always been fascinated with it. I had friends in high school who used to play it. I just never got the opportunity to go and play with them. But yeah. Yeah. Well, it's super easy to do. I mean, you can even get a copy of the free basic rules as a PDF online somewhere. And yeah, all you have to do is just get some friends and just start playing. And then cool. you're off. Cool. Uh, well, no, I'm definitely interested. <laughs> awesome. Let's see. As we go to the sidekick question, do you have a favorite NPC from a RPG video game, film, television, etc.? And why are they your favorite sidekick or your favorite NPC? Well, going along with the theme of Susie and Ella, and honestly, one 
one of my favorite NPCs in a game is Tiny Tina from Borderlands 2. Okay. Yeah. The reason why I like her so much is she's just insane and she loves explosives. Right. She's basically adorably homicidal. So it kind of like that's kind of where I get my Ella and Susie from. Okay. (laughs) It's from Tiny Tina. Yeah. I was going to ask since, you know, we're both in the Fallout 76 community, maybe me not so much as you, but have you had an opportunity to sit down and play Wastelanders yourself? Oh, yes. Yes. I actually am a part of the public test server. Shh, don't tell anyone. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah, I was elected for the PTS. I mean, I can't talk about a lot of things. Sure. Yes, I have had the opportunity to play Wastelanders. Yes. Oh, that's great, because I just wanted to ask, Ken posted on y'all's Twitter about certain NPCs that you meet yes. at Crater. Yes. And so I was wondering if you'd had a chance, since you spoke of Tiny Tina, if you'd had a chance to interact with Rara yet. Yes, I have. I have done the quest with Rara and Gale. I have. And she is adorable. Not so homicidal, but she's adorable. I like her with her little teddy bear. And yeah, yeah, she's... <laughs> that's cool i thought it was pretty cool it's like was that inspired by y'all's podcast or was it just coincidence we may never know we will never know because it'll (laughs) never be admitted but it will never (laughs) well that's our head canon now right yes yes (laughs) awesome and now for the side quest part of the show do you happen to have a favorite side quest from an rpg video game etc and why is it your favorite side quest I do. Because I've been playing Fallout 76 a lot, I'd have to say that one of my favorite side quests is the Mistress of Mysteries quest. Oh my gosh, that's it's, such a great it, side the, quest. I know, the story arc of it is just amazing. I mean, I kind of like fell off the map with having to listen to so many hollow tapes and everything like that, but mm-hmm. because it's the character Shannon Rivers who, is a, who is plays... A Yes, she is. She (laughs) was the Mistress of Mysteries and Unstoppable. And then she just decided to become her and then Mm -hmm. recruit girls to do that with her after the war. So it was like, Mm -hmm. it was just this quest. It takes you on a real audio journey of like what happened and why. I mean, I don't want to give spoilers away because there are a lot of people that skip that quest because they think, what is this? But go and do it. It's a great quest. I mean, especially the story arc of it is just amazing. It ends in a fitting way. I mean, it does. It does. Yeah. And just as an aside i know i asked this on reddit recently in the fallout 76 reddit about a certain npc that you talk to in the settlers quest line and when you're uh, talking to a certain character you get to respond based on things that you've accomplished in the games and so if you go through that side quest line you actually get the opportunity to say i'm the last member of the order of mysteries Really? Which I thought, yeah, oh, which I thought great. was super cool. So yeah, oh, if you haven't, great. if you haven't made your way down the settlers' quest line, there will be an opportunity for you to say, "I'm the last of the Order of Mysteries." If that's kind of your character in the game. Oh, that's great! I didn't even notice that. Uh, once I do, because I'm going to do another playthrough with a new character. Okay. I'll have to go like really pay attention to what they're talking about because I didn't even catch that. How funny! That's great. I like right. that that they did that. Finally, to round out the personal interview section, what are you passionate about and why? I'd have to say voice acting. I've only been doing it for a short while now, but I've always been interested in it, especially like one of my goals was to be like a video game voice. I know that sounds like very grandiose, but I've been playing PC games and other console games for such a long time that I just thought, hey, why couldn't I do something like that? But I saw a post about a podcast uh, looking for voice actors and I jumped at the chance and now I play an awesome character. (laughs) 
thought up by Kenneth Vigue. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, this is what I want to do. And I mean, I love doing it for Kenny. He just his writing just makes it so easy to be a homicidal child. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, I'd, I'd have to say voice acting. Like, yeah. It's cool that you mentioned that because one of the biggest D&D ambassadors out there is, of course, the show Critical Role, which is all made up of voice actors. So if you've never watched it or never have seen it, you can spend the rest of your quarantine just binging them on YouTube. Have and, to watch that. <laughs> Yeah, of course, because the Dungeon Master is Matthew Mercer, who you would recognize as Adult McCready from Fallout 4 oh, or yep. the uh, or the High Noon guy from Overwatch. Then you've got the likes of Laura Bailey, Travis Willingham, Ashley Johnson, Marisha Ray, Talison Jaffe, Liam O'Brien, and Sam Regal. So all very heavy wow. hitters within the voice actor community. And they've been doing this D&D live stream product show game, Awesome Adventure Time, for like the last five years. And they're getting ready to put out an animated show, oh, uh, which great. is super exciting too. They smashed a Kickstarter fund records like they raised like 11 million dollars or something wow. it was it That's was impressive it was ridiculous and it was amazing and i'm glad i got to be a backer on that one well that's why i'm hoping one day that the fallout 76 podcast will become animated because i would love to be an animated character well i mean you've already got the ear of mr pete hines so i don't see why you couldn't make <laughs> that, that happen amazing i know i well it's not me this is it's all kenny like right. i will <laughs> We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll certainly keep our fingers crossed and hope that perhaps Simon Rex and Chad Johnson and Susie and Ella and all them will actually make it into the material files of Fallout 76. Oh, I think that would be great. That would be amazing. <laughs> And then they just bring you in to like voice all the little ambient dialogue and whatnot. <laughs> all right. Great. <laughs> Since we've learned so much about our guest, I think it's time now that we go into NPC creation. <laughs> All right, so then this is the part of the show where we turn to our guest and we make an NPC. So before the show, I asked what kind of character we were making today, and you said that you had already formulated one. Is that correct? Yes, I did. So then we'll start going down the list, and we'll make ourselves an NPC. So what is the character's name? The character's name is Seraphine Luna. Seraphine Luna, okay. Mm -hmm. What is the ancestry for this particular character she's half human and half nature elf her father was a mercenary and her mother was a healer for her clan with the ability to conjure the dead interesting okay what is seraphine's job or role in life she's an assassin for hire Oh, there you go. Yeah, okay. she trained as a mercenary with her father, but surpassed his skills and became an assassin. Oh, dang. How old is Seraphine? She looks to be in her 20s, but her real age is unknown due to a dagger her mother gave her, which will be explained further on in her character arc. <laughs> Let's describe the physical appearance. Let's paint a portrait. Okay. She's about average height, around 5'5", five five, with long black curly hair. Mm -hmm. She wears that in a braid off to the side. She has the body of an acrobat. It's kind of muscular but feminine. Her skin tone has like a blue shimmer undertone mm. that reflects in the light during the day and in the moonlight it's more of a sea green that helps her blend with the environment and her face is soft and elf-like and her mm. eyes are like a piercing light blue 
they're like so blue that they don't look real. And yeah, that's her. Wow. Okay. She's a little ninja. (laughs) There you go. A little sparkly ninja. Yes. (laughs) What are the three adjectives that would describe Seraphine Luna? I'd say ruthless, cunning, and enthralling. Enthralling. Interesting. So she's able to manipulate people to get her bidding done, to get her score, to get her kill? Pretty much. I mean, that goes along with the enthralling part goes along with her, what the consequences are if you don't take her side quest. Oh, okay. (laughs) There we go. There you go. So what is a valuable item, piece of lore, secret, or maybe even an ideal or concept that is precious to Seraphine? She has a shadow dagger that was given to her by her mother. It's a dagger that grants the user eternal life. That's the oh. reason why you don't know what her age is. She looks like she's in her 20s, but she's much older. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she was granted this dagger after the death of her mother. Her mother was in battle and her hand was chopped off while wielding the dagger, which causes the enchantment to break. And and okay. her mother was stabbed in the heart, so the dagger was left to her after she passed on to the nether regions. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, so a shadow dagger that grants immortality for users who have it and wield it. And should it be parted from you, then the enchantment's broken and you just kind of do that thing in indiana jones are you rapidly aged pretty much pretty much yeah oh wow i guess it all depends on when you got it like say you got it in your 20s and you're now in your 80s you just get old but if you're surpassing the age of i don't know i mean we'll say the elf's life is about 130 years old (laughs) so she if she surpasses 130 years then yeah it would probably end up being the indiana jones scene Thankfully, in Dungeons and Dragons game mechanics, elves, for the most part, tend to live into the hundreds and hundreds of years old. Oh, there you go. And this is the thing that I was trying to work out so far as we've been describing the character. So Seraphine is what's considered a half elf. So she's half human and half, you said, nature elf. So I'm wondering if you meant, did you mean like wood elf or did you mean like... I'd say more of a wood elf because she has elf characteristics, but she has more human characteristics due to the fact that she's half human. But I'm going to go more with wood elf since if they have like less of a elaborate visually, I mean, like with the ears and the eyes and I don't want to go to the Lord of the Rings, but it's just just what I picture. Okay, cool. It's just what I picture in my head is Liv Tyler's character in Lord of the Rings is that's how I kind of picture her. Okay, so but Liv Tyler esque. Yes. Okay, but not as yeah. tall. Okay. Yes. So half human, half wood elf. Are the shimmers from her wood elf side of her heritage, or is it a magic? I was just kind of enraptured by it, so I was just wondering how it came to be. I picture like kind of an iridescent type of thing, and it's only when the light hits. Like if the moonlight hits her, it only comes out, or like when the sunlight hits her, because I know that some elves are sensitive to light, like especially if you're going for, I forgot what kind of elf I was I was looking into. The drow? Yes, yes. Drow, um, or like the, a moon yeah, elf. Moon elf, they're, I know that moon elves too, they're sensitive to daylight. They're more to the moonlight but i thought okay if she's more of like a wood elf or a nature elf then they would thrive from both from both night and day oh so, okay yeah. i understand okay that's super cool and D is all about saying yes and yes, kind of yeah. like improv 
In my head, I just wanted to make sure I could see how it worked out and that I could understand. Clarification is I understand. Yes, I understand completely. What's going to be the particular side quest that Seraphine would be willing to recruit or hire player characters to go and do on her behalf? Her side quest would be, she'd be a key NPC for the quest to assassinate the king of the Ashlands. I know the Ashland. I don't think it's part of a deed. This is just something that popped up in my head, but it was to kill the sure. king of the Ashlands. Okay. He was responsible for the death of Seraphine's mother. Okay. Yes, he wanted to have her for his queen, but she refused, and so he killed her. And it's Seraphine's sworn duty to avenge her mother's death. Father has no qualms about this, or is father long gone? A uh, father's long gone. Yeah, I probably should have put that into the beginning. <laughs> yeah, father's long gone. Her skills, her skill set would be would be key to have in this particular quest because it's basically. An assassination and assassinations need to be sneaky and cunning and yeah her skills would definitely work with the the quest of killing the king if they go through with it what's going to be their reward for succeeding in regicide so there would be a quote-unquote replica shadow dagger this isn't the eternal it's not for eternal life but it's health regen it helps you your heal process go faster. Oh, interesting. So it would be a dagger that would allow you to regain hit points then? Yes. Interesting. Okay, that's super cool. She would just award one of the players with this particular dagger then? Yes, yes. It comes from the same steel, but different magic. So one's for eternal life and the other one's for health regeneration. Does it like pop off from the shadow dagger or just magically materializes once the quest is completed i think i like the idea of it magically materializing like here you go bing it just <laughs> nice fair enough hey all kinds floating of through the air and you kind of touch happen. it and go hey it's mine now <laughs> seraphine probably knows the magic to summon the other dagger and so she's probably never had need of it obviously because she has eternal life so she doesn't need to be able to regain hit points so fair enough Now, on the flip side of that, they outright refuse or they go along with it, but they fail. They don't kill the king. What's going to be the consequence of that? So in my eyes, I went kind of in a funny direction with it. So the refusal or if you fail the quest, it would cause Seraphine to be an enemy, a lifelong enemy. (laughs) Oh, wow. She would sabotage quests when you least expected it. So like she could be talking to not so much a quest giver, but can be talking to someone that has a key plot point in the quest that you're on and she comes and kills them before you can even find out what the answer is oh wow and it's very random (laughs) wow okay i just thought it was kind of messed up and funny at the same time (laughs) right you you don't know when she's gonna pop up so you have that fear of (laughs) right oh my gosh such a chaos element yes. in your in your campaign man so she does not like being slighted or she does not tolerate failure she gets that from her father <laughs> okay interesting <laughs> I mean, is it more dire? Is it more extreme if they try to kill the king and they fail to get captured or whatever? Or they maybe they turn on her. Maybe they say, hey, king, there's this lady that's trying to assassinate you. Is there going to be more extreme than that? Is she just going to like outright attack the players then if she hears about this? I think if they don't purposefully fail it, like I think if it just happens that they end up failing it, I think she has the kind of like, well, we at least we tried type of attitude towards it. But okay. I think if you turn again against her it will be an outright slaughtering like she just (laughs) 
wait, if you refuse her, she torments Mm -hmm. you. Or if you fail her and turn on her, she will outright assassinate you. There you go. That is definitely a lot more of a deadly (laughs) encounter than in the future. So just be careful. If you come across her, make sure you treat her well. definitely got a low-key element to her like just she's a trickster but she's a good trickster like it's either you get a 50 50 chance (laughs) so probably somewhere in the chaotic neutral region exactly (laughs) well i think we've learned quite a bit about our seraphine luna and i think it's time for a random encounter So then this is the part of the show where we do a role play exercise for the characters. So you will now become Seraphine Luna and oh I will be someone coming into the scene. I'm wondering, oh, I don't know, based on what you've told me, I don't know if Duncan would be the right person to meet Seraphine just because I feel like if he says no, he doesn't want to kill a king because he's kind of chaotic good. You're probably going to hunt him down and kill him. So... <laughs> Or just mess with all of his. This is. <laughs> I know, mess with all of his quests. Okay, first time ever. I think I'm gonna create a brand new NPC just specifically for this kind of situation, so it'll go into the mold that's been made here, so I don't have to break my precious Duncan. Okay. All right. So because I made a dude, I think I need to make a lady, and I think she can be a little more rough and gruff around the edges. And oh, what am I gonna call her? What's a good what's Ooh. a good name? Are you going to help me think of a good name? Maybe maybe Sonia? I always think I whenever I think of a warrior, Ooh, I always Sonia. think of red Sonia. So like, okay, <laughs> Sonia. Okay. So she's kind of this bar well, yeah, maybe well, I don't know if I literally want to copy red Sonia, but we'll say Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll get, she's give a, a twist. <laughs> sure, okay. So we'll give it a twist. She is clearly a a rough and tumble woman. She looks real good but she's also got some scars and damage and if someone approaches her at a bar and she doesn't like how they're talking to her she's not above just starting to break fingers uh she will put someone in their place i can picture sonia in my head so sonia is just a red-haired fighter barbarian kind of a woman then so and don't worry all she is fully armored appropriately i'm not gonna go the bikini chainmail route so Oh, good job. Good. Keep, keeping <laughs> keeping this show PG for all audiences. <laughs> I don't want to be a hypocrite. So yeah, no, no, right. no, that's fine. <laughs> all that out of the way. We open up on the Ashlands. Camera zooms in and you see that there is a seedy bar on the edge of town and there's a raucousy band playing and there's drinks and carousing and sitting at the bar is this woman, tall, statuesque, muscular, beautiful, but scarring and looks fearsome and intimidating as she's sitting finishing off her tankard she casually turns her glance over and looks down the bar and sees this half-elf woman staring her down and so Sonia will finish her drink she'll set her tankard down and she'll start walking down the bar and she'll approach the woman and say uh can i help you i'll find the voice (laughs) (laughs) uh maybe i'll just speak that sounds kind of good (laughs) okay 
I'm trying to think like <laughs> no, dark, I, strong I, brooding. I, I know. No, no, no. But me, I always go to the comic side of things of this is just a beautiful statuesque warrior woman. And she's just like, can I help you? <laughs> yeah. Can I help you? Okay. There's okay. Now I've got it. Okay. So she says, can I help you? Uh, yes. I need your help. Mm, okay. What do you need? I see you eyeing me. Well, you know, I noticed that you're big and brooding, and it seems like you can slice through a man like butter. And I mm-hmm. need your help with assassinating the king of the Ashlands. That seems like quite a tall order. Maybe we shouldn't be... She kind of looks around to see if anyone's listening to you guys, and so she'll usher you over to a booth that's hopefully a little more quieter. And so Sonia will slide into the booth. She's got this big old sword on her back, and she like takes off, sets it aside, and she's lots like, of clanking noises. Clank, clank, clank. The the creaking of leather armor and hide and all that stuff. What I find great about this is that my NPC is looking at her to help her, but she's this loud clanking warrior, and I'm a very stealthy assassin. So I... trying to get this done as stealthy as possible is going to be amazing. So Sonia sits down and crams into the booth, and she goes, Killing the king is a tall order, I think. Not that it makes any mind to me, necessarily. Why are you wanting to kill the king? He is my sworn enemy. He killed my mother in cold blood. Ooh, you see the barbarian rage starting to bubble up under the surface. You can see, like, her eyes, the veins and blood vessels in her eyes start to kind of burst a little bit. You see she turns red and she clenches her fists and she slams the table real quick and tries to get a hold of herself. And she goes, that I'm real sorry to hear that as she tries to subdue her rage a little bit. That's awful that he would do that to your mother. He had a love for my mother, but my mother did not want to love him back. He only wanted my mother so she could help heal the lands that were once lush and green. But my mother refused because he was a brutal man who would take anything. (laughs) Mm. And thought he could take my mother, but she refused. And she died. Sonia will consider her words carefully. It's hard for a woman to make it in the adventuring life. I've had to fight my way past men, through men, cut them down just to make a life for myself. And to have you come to me and tell me the story, I can't help but feel that perhaps a king needs to die. This king definitely needs to die. And so then I guess it slowly starts to fade off as the montage begins (laughs) of Sonia and Seraphine begin to plot and figure out how to go in and kill the king. (laughs) And scene. (laughs) All right. Well, that was interesting for me to try and uh, play my first... Openly female <laughs> character. Great. I mean, I've done female NPCs in my games, but to definitely be put on the spot like that, live on the air, with uh, coming up with a new. Well, I mean, it's kind of the one. same for me. I would have. I think I would have tried to figure out a different type of maybe elven type of voice, but I didn't want it to sound too much like Susie. Because <laughs> it would have been really weird. Right. <laughs> All of our Chad Fallout 76 <laughs> podcast listeners being like, when did Susie show up in Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> She's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, what did you think of this experience of making an NPC and getting to kind of play out a scene with them? It was good. I mean, I have to sometimes I have to come up with like 
ideas and stuff like that but i really enjoyed doing this i haven't done something like this in a really long time because i used to play guild wars a lot so i used mm-hmm. to do role playing in guild wars as well so but this was great i haven't done it in a long time and it was nice to come up with an npc like <laughs> i think it was nice for me to come up with a new npc yes! <laughs> other than my sweet boy duncan because duncan's suicidally brave and he'll go do any task that one of our guest npcs needs but he's a chaotic good character and so something like killing a king i think that would have been a little hard to convince duncan to go and do but i can empathize now and understand what it's like for women to have it rough and so women are heroes and women are tough and they can fight and kick butt and do all sorts of cool things so why shouldn't right why shouldn't we have more awesome ladies like sonia and seraphine right i agree completely Well, hopefully now this will begin the trend of being able to maybe alternate perhaps between Duncan and Sonia. So depending on the bent (laughs) of the NPC, then I can determine like what's going to be the more appropriate NPC for the random encounter to play out a scene with. And there you go. You got Sonia. She's courageous in the face of danger and she wants to kill evil. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So probably, yeah, probably she's kind of a more, I wonder if she's like lawful neutral or something. Probably. Anyway, we're derailing the conversation (laughs) because this is supposed to be the final thoughts. I know. Well, if you makes you feel better, the king of the Ashlands is a horrible person. He's horrible. (laughs) Okay. He's horrible. All right. All right. All right. I'm good. So now we'll have to add a new piece of Reddit flair for Sonia, which if you aren't already, we have a Reddit for the podcast and I made little user flares so if you want to be a randomly generated NPC or Duncan or Lord Grubbub or now Sonia you'll be able to tag yourself with that user flare but I feel I would be remiss if I didn't give you the platform now in our final thoughts section if there was anything else you wanted to share anything you wanted to plug the floor is yours oh well I mean go and listen to chat of Fallout 76 podcasts if you are into Fallout and all of its magical journeys, you will love the story. It leads you on a very interesting, gory, non-PG. <laughs> yeah, there's Journey. dark humor. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. There is swearing. It was funny because one of the comments on the podcast when somebody said, do you like this? And you rate it. And someone was says, there's lots of swearing. And Kenny was like, there's a disclaimer that says there's sweary words in this podcast. <laughs> Right. If you want to follow me on Instagram, I'm voice of underscore Jessica Duval. Really, I don't have very many platforms that I go on. It's either Instagram or Facebook, but Facebook is more of a family and friends type of thing. But we're coming out with new episodes. We have mini-sodes. I have a mini-sode coming up with Christian, who plays Punch. And Susie, Ella, and Punch are going to go on a little tea party picnic. And then we have a full episode coming up very soon. I don't have dates yet because Kenny is writer, producer, director, editor, and chief. He does everything. So he tries to bust out as much as he possibly can with the time that he has. So, but yeah, yeah. Go and listen to the podcast. It's great. Lots of fun uh, role playing in that game. (laughs) There we go. Yeah, for sure. If you aren't already playing Fallout 76 on Xbox or PC or PlayStation, perhaps you'll find us 
wandering the wasteland. This is true. We have great communities too. Don't let people fool you and say that it's that people are bad in the game. We have lots of great communities that get together and have a lot of fun playing the game. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day for being a guest on my show. Hopefully we will get to hear back from you and perhaps we'll have the happy news that maybe you've taken Seraphine Luna and made her a player character and you're in a campaign or something like that. I hope so. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sidekicks and Sidequests. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast through Apple Podcast, Google Play, and Overcast, or feel free to save the RSS feed to use the app of your choice. Visit our website, https colon forward slash forward slash sidekicksandsidequests.com for links, write-ups of the NPCs, and to learn more about the podcast. To stay up to date and share your fan creations, you can like and follow the podcast on social media by searching for at Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. The podcast is also on Reddit, so join our subreddit community at r slash Podcast to share your art, stories, discussions, and commentary. If you'd like to hail the bard, send an email to sidekicksandsidequests, all one word, at gmail.com. I ask that you please leave an honest review on iTunes to help spread the word about the show. Sidekicks and Sidequests is unofficial fan content permitted under the fan content policy, meaning I'm not approved or endorsed by Wizards. Portions of the materials used are property of Wizards of the Coast. Copyright Wizards of the Coast LLC. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you at the pub next time. Bar to rock on one, two, one, two, three, four! Oh! Psychics, psycho!